happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, to you and you and you. I uh, hope you guys have had an amazing Wednesday. It's been hectic over here as per usual. You guys, I'm, I didn't realize how behind we were just taking a week to do Super Bowl stuff. And all of a sudden, I've got to catch up on this show and this show and this show. And so what I decided to do, normally we do uh, Lauren and Alexi, David and Annie after the 90 days. But I realized that we had two episodes of each to catch up with. And so that would have made this show way too long. So today we're going to do... David and Annie, After the 90 Days, Episode 5, The Big Day, and Episode 6, Supernatural Setbacks, and then we'll do Lauren and Alexi tomorrow and catch that up, and then that gives us Thursday, so I have to do two shows tomorrow because I know that I haven't talked about The Single Life and The Tell All, I know I know you guys have been messaging me because you want to know what I think about it. So I will cover that. And then finally, Friday, we'll do news and gossip. And we'll be all caught up. But who knew taking a week off would just put us so behind? So I'm catching up, catching up, catching up. That being said, uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, support the show, support the show. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Shout out to midwife Crystal. I'm behind, she says. Just stopping by to say hi. We'll catch the replay. Okay, replay crew. Holla. Uh, hey, C Cruz. Hey, Better Days. Hey, Stevie. All y'all in the live chat, appreciate you. Uh, super chats, obviously, you can see. Super stickers are available. Uh, support the show. That all being said, David and Annie, uh, we're going to first talk about the big day. Um, so we're still in the pandemic here. They were still on lockdown. They wanted to get some fresh air, so they decided to go fishing. Um, and it was really cute because David was teaching... Um, Jordan, this song that I had never even heard before, but you get a line, I'll get a pole, we'll go down to the fishing hole. And in teaching that, and anyone that's, you know, an educator in teaching that, part of that teaching English is, is the repetition, but it's also in song. And so I thought that was quite genius of him because, you know, Jordan's only 14 and he's getting a lesson in English without it actually feeling like it's a, les a lesson. Crystal says, about damn time. I've been waiting on your single life tell-all recap. Girl, my phone has been blowing up. People are like, "Have did we miss that episode? Did you already? And I'm like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. And I have to tell you guys, part of the reason was I just had a hard time. I love all things 90 days. You guys know that. But I just really had a hard time with this season of, of the single life. The tell-all was juicy but the season itself i just it was really hard to get through and that being said you know i'll give you a little tease um they renewed the single life for season three and there's already talk about some of the people that they're going to be casting for season three and we'll see a couple of other people that we recognize but we're going to see a bunch of new people and and uh so hopefully season three will not be like season two. It will be more like season one because season one was fun. So season two is like, Bleh. and so season three is going to be fantastic in my opinion. All right. So back to fishing. So they're fishing um, and they're kind of like really 
trying to just be out there because what we find out is that David talks a lot and Annie says, you know, he talks 24 seven. He even talks when he sleeps and we all just need a break from him. And so we're all going to just go outside, get some fresh air, do some fishing, even though Annie also says that David sucks at fishing and that he's not an activities person, which I giggled. Um, bye, Crystal. And so him and Jordan are fishing and Jordan is laughing at the way uh, David is fishing because, you know, he can cast his fishing um, rod out and David kind of just cast it and it fall, fell to his feet. So Jordan was laughing about that. And I thought it was cute little bonding family time uh, for all of them, which was really sweet. And so <clears throat> they did that. And then Jordan also jokes that he thinks that David has low survivability, which I thought was hilarious. Cause you know, Jordan, Jordan, lived in the village and David is a New Jersey boy. So, you know, maybe he has different types of survival skills. Uh, they hear from the lawyer, you know, the interview is going to be in five days. They're all super excited because they're going to get student visas for Jordan and Amber to come over. Um, but the lawyer has specific, hey, Raydella, hey, girl, hey. The lawyer has specific requests. So what to wear, they want, she wants him to wear something blue because blue signifies comfort and calmness. Um, and she has told the embassy that the two kids speak basic English. Now they start practicing. So they're like, what do you say if they say hello? What do you say when they say, when is your birthday? And here's the thing that I felt was a lack of planning maybe, but I'm not sure on whose part. I feel like, you know, we find out later on that the kids don't pass, right? They don't pass, they get denied the visa. But I feel like if you guys had all this time locked down at home, shouldn't you be practicing the questions with the kids so they knew exactly what they had to say so that they were familiar? Because what ended up happening is Jordan didn't speak enough English and got frustrated. And then Amber came over to help. And because it was two young kids, a 14 and 16 year old, they were like, hey, who are these wayward kids that don't speak English or trying to go to America and they get denied? So I felt like there was a an opportunity missed there, right? So I don't know if it was like the lawyer should have sent the questions that she thought that would be asked ahead of time and allow the kids to practice English, the answers, right? So if you know they're going to say, hello, how are you? And you're able to say, hello, I'm fine. They're going to say, when is your birthday? You, you recognize and you know what to say. You see what I'm saying? Because poor Jordan spoke the least English. And then you can imagine how intimidated he felt. And he even said, like, when he went up to the officers, they were all trying to speak English to him because I think that that's part of the process of being at the embassy and, and going to America. You have to, they want you to be able to speak some English, but then he wanted them to speak in Thai, which probably raised the red, red flag to them, right? So... I was a little concerned about that. So anyways, after this meeting, um, <clears throat> we find out that indeed, Amber has been taking her English more seriously than Jordan. But again, Jordan's only 14. So I feel like he needed some guidance. He needed someone to say, hey, listen, 
we're going to spend X amount of time every day practicing your English so that you can you can be successful and be set up for success for this interview that you have. Anyways, they go shopping for outfits. The first time getting a tailor-made outfit. They're both very excited. The outfit has to be very conservative uh, for this interview. And David just is happy about all of this because he really feels like the lockdown has brought them closer together as a family because, you know, they've gone fishing. They've been locked in this apartment all together. And now they're going shopping um, as a family, picking out clothes and Amber and Jordan are excited because this is the first time they're getting something tailor-made for themselves. So that was in a, a special memory that I'm sure that they will always remember. So I thought all of that was quite beautiful. Interviews in the morning, everyone's nervous. They're hoping for a beautiful day. Um, Jordan really likes his outfit. It makes him feel like a big boss, he said, which I thought was adorable. His little tie and his jacket. But both of them feel really, really nervous, and they feel like the expectations of them are high, which, again, I feel like if they were more prepared, then it would have just been easier for them. So they go to the embassy. David and Annie are not allowed in because uh, of all the COVID restrictions, etc. So they're waiting outside, and, you know, they're worried because if denied, then they have to bring the kids back to Annie's village and he knows that he'll be in trouble with Annie's family and especially Auntie Lum because Auntie Lum didn't want him to take the kids in the first place, right? So he felt his words. He had the weight of two water buffaloes on his back. And I was like, that is quite accurate right there. Kids come out. They didn't pass. They got denied. And um, David cusses up a storm, which I thought was so funny because that's so out of character for him. So you could tell that he was really upset. Um, and Amber feels, everyone feels sad. Amber feels like she disappointed David and Annie. Jordan does as well. He feels like he left his soul at the embassy. And he really, you could tell that he felt discouraged. And you could tell that he felt like it was his fault. And almost Amber also too felt it was his fault as well because she had to come over and help him. And so it was sad all around, I thought, you guys. I just really thought it was sad. So Annie asked what happened. Amber says, you know, they told me Jordan was having a problem. So she walked back to help him, um, telling the officer, you know, hey, we came together. But they wanted to see them separate, so they sent them to separate windows. And I think that that's when Jordan got a little bit more intimidated because he was by himself. And, you know, English is not his first language. Um, so he asked them to speak Thai, but they would only speak English to him. And so he got really confused. And then they told him, you know, to get out. The visa's denied. And here's the thing that we learned in the show is that uh, saying someone's an orphan or asking where their parents is, is really um, not a nice thing to say. Uh, so they were feeling discouraged because it was almost like a slur towards them. And they were told that they were not good enough to go to America. Now, can you imagine you're 14, you're 16, you're super excited about experiencing the world. You're super excited about going abroad. And then someone tells you you're not good enough. That That is absolutely just so hurtful. So we learn a little bit about like big city versus rural. Um, Annie says that, you know, in Bangkok, 
they're a little bit more prejudiced towards um, the rural villages. And it's almost like a caste system. It's almost like the rich versus the poor, which was a whole other thing, right? So they're hoping that they're going to get a different appointment um, in a smaller city like uh, Chiang Mai. And hopefully they'll have better luck there because that city or that city is much more similar to the city that they grew up in. So they're going to leave Bangkok. Um, but before they go to Chiang Mai, they're going to stop at her village and update the family on what's going on and why they're back. And, and I'm sure to yell at David, like that's what was really going to go on. Hey, dopey dope. <clears throat> so they take the, before I say that, I do want to say that they talk to the lawyer. The lawyer thinks that they're going to have better luck um, at the other city. And so she's going to set that up. And by now, though, Jordan's confidence is rattled. And so he was all gung-ho, but now he only feels like 50-50 about going to America because he doesn't know if he wants to go through all of that again, right? Which, you know, he's 14. I can understand. It's a lot of stress and a lot of responsibility on his back. So they're going to head back to um, Annie's hometown. It's a 10-hour drive. And it was so cute because, again, David with his songs, he wants to play and sing road trip songs. So we start singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. One of the bottles falls off the wall, 98 bottles of beer on the wall, that one. And then Jordan had it, had his own Thai car jingle. And he sang it in Thai, but I'm just going to tell you the words in English, it was jingle bell, jingle bell. And then in that same tune in Thai, it rhymes, but in English it doesn't. So bear with me. Jingle bell, jingle bell, dog farts on the cat, cat faints, cat faints. So the dog does CPR. I thought that was hilarious. First time I'm hearing that. And I think it's hilarious. That's a great kid car song. So they drive back to uh, Annie's hometown and the family wants to know what's going on. And they explain that the kids got denied uh, in Bangkok, but a new interview is scheduled and they're going to try again. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand, you guys. And someone has to explain it to me because I just don't understand this. So David is asked how he feels that he took the kids from the family and that now he had to bring them back. Dopey Dope, thank you so much for the super sticker. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting the show. So he, David's asked, how, it feel, how does he feel that he took the kids from the family and then had to bring them back because they can't go to America? My first question to you guys is, why is it David's fault only? Why are we blaming David? It, it does like, I still can't wrap my mind around it. Like, how is this David's fault that they got denied their visa? Because I'm sure that this whole idea of bringing the kids to America started with Annie, right? It's obviously Annie's idea. It's her sister, or excuse me, her brother and her cousin. And she even said in an earlier episode that she wanted to give them an opportunity that she didn't have so that they could have a better life. So, so if we're going to be yelling at David, the Westerner, who is going to be the provider, then should we also too be yelling at Annie? 
it's very confusing to me. Like, I was like, how is this only David's fault? The second thing that I was like, well, why is this David's fault? Is that the kids failed the interview. And they failed because, in my opinion, they hadn't practiced enough. They hadn't practiced their English. They weren't set up for success, like I said earlier. And had someone practiced with them, and especially with Jordan, then perhaps they would have been set up for success and not denied. So again, how is that David's fault? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if we're going to throw blame, let's throw the blame equally to everyone that should be blamed. Okay. What I loved, and it was a moment that teared everyone up, was Amber came to David's defense and said, you know, you can't really blame David because it was up to us, to uh, up to both of us, who went to the interview to convince the officers to give us, you know, the visas. And so we failed on our part, right? Then she goes on, she starts crying. And then she says, David did everything he could. Everyone starts crying because everyone's sad. Everyone's disappointed. And I was like, you know, Amber is just so good. You know, she's just so good. She really put it in perspective for everyone. Like, listen, we're not going to stand here and just blame David, blame David, blame David. We all had a role in this and it's no one's fault specifically on why they got denied. But Auntie Lam was not having it. She was being quiet while everyone was hearing what was going on and getting updated. She was very quiet. And then she said, you know what? I want to have a one-on-one with David. So they walk away separately. And she basically says, you see what happened? You had to bring the kids back. You didn't listen to me. I'm the highest elder in the family. If you had listened to me and you weren't so stubborn that the kids wouldn't be here sad right now. And David apologizes. But she goes on and says that she thinks David is cursed. Um, you know, they talked about a plan going to America. Uh, they had a blessing ceremony. She gave her blessings and all of a sudden they're back. So it's puzzling to everyone in the village, she says, and especially to her. She goes on to say that not only David is cursed, she says David has something about him that makes it hard to take the kids with him. Some mysterious spirit that we can't see. So can you imagine you guys, like, I'm sorry, like, so again, we're back to blaming, to blaming David. And now not only is David the bad guy, but now you're saying he's cursed and he has some mysterious spirit on him. I don't know, you guys. It just didn't sit right with me. Like, why Why is it David's fault again? And why is David cursed? Because isn't it David and Annie trying to get the kids over? So like, if we're going to say someone's cursed, shouldn't they both have been cursed? And if there's a bad spirit, don't they both have a bad spirit? Because... Again, wasn't this Annie's idea? But again, why why is it David's fault? And so now it's David's fault that no one's going to America. He's cursed. He has a bad spirit around him. And Lom literally asked him to his face, do you believe that's true as well? And he's like, you know. And then she also says, this is Thailand, not America. Um, when I speak, you should listen, she says. And he says, you know, I believe that you believe that and so i don't know if it's true it could be true but he wants to respect the cultures and the beliefs which i just thought 
you know, David is taking all of this in stride because he knew that the fire and brim were coming in his direction. And I just don't think it's deserved. I just really don't think it's deserved. I think some things were out of his hand and, you know, he's trying to better their lives. He's not trying to make it worse. So I just don't know how he's the bad person in this. Um, so it's like later on in the day, um, Annie is talking to her bestie, Cindy, and Annie catches her up on everything. The visa denials, the kids being sad, kids being shamed at the embassy, and um, the fact that Auntie Lum is now against it and saying that David is cursed and has a bad spirit. And Cindy's like, you know what? Don't worry. She knows someone. She knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Basically, she knows a witch doctor. And she gives an example how she brought one of her friends there that was poor um, and bills were mounting. They went to the witch doctor. And now this person is rich, living a rich life, owning a business in Australia. So all is good. So while they're talking, they're also cooking and Annie's cooking steamed frog. The smell smells aromic to David. So he comes out and he is so funny, you guys. He's like, you know, anytime Annie cooks, it's like trying on lingerie and then you see it and all of a sudden he finds out that it's steamed frog. So his food boner goes down. Laughed my face off. I laughed my face off. Yes, C. Crew said, I knew Cindy was a great friend. Facts. Facts. Agreed. So David's skeptical, but he is willing to go to this voodoo doctor, get whatever the bad spirits are. He's skeptical, but he's going to do it because, you know, maybe A, there's some truth to it, and B, he's respecting the cultures and their beliefs, right? So they're all sitting down to dinner. Cindy asked the kids, you know, how were, how was Bangkok? And, you know, how do you like it there? And how was the interview? And, you know, they were like, well, we didn't really get to see Bangkok because as soon as we got there, we got on lockdown. So we were just bored. Um, and then they were hurt and they felt bullied um, at the interview. So overall, it just was not a good experience for them. So Cindy wants to give the kids... A makeover and you know she was offended that the officer implied that they were orphans too and she feels like they were bullied as well so she feels like you know what if i was there a fight would have broken out and because you guys made you know my family feel so terrible i'm gonna give these kids a beautiful makeover because when you look good you feel good you feel good, you have more confidence. And when you have more confidence, you radiate more positivity. So she's gonna do that for the kids so that for their next interview, they'll be they'll be feel more confident um, because Amber and Jordan both do say that they felt insulted um, and they that made them feel insecure. So they both do think that this makeover um, will make them feel more confident for next time as well. So I thought it was a beautiful idea. I thought it was a beautiful idea and I love Cindy for it. And she's going to try to make Amber look more like an American girl. 
She called Jordan a horse face and she's going to give him a cut to open up his face and open up his eyes and, you know, all with good intent. And so they were in her salon, you know, with the wash, the cut and, and another experience that they hadn't had right before getting like their hair professionally done. So I thought that that was going to be a beautiful memory for them to have as well. Um, so while that is happening, David and Annie are off to see the witch doctor, which they call Mordu. Um, and Mordus are people that can connect with the spirits. And so they're going to connect with the spirits and they're going to try to get whatever this bad spirit off of David is. Um, and Annie has been to one of them before and she hadn't been in over 10 years, but she said that she had gone to one 10 years ago and the Mordu told her that her soulmate was going to not be from Thailand and will speak a totally different language than her. And then four years later, she married David. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Anyhow, they go. Um, the Mordu starts to do this chant and it ends with Annie jumping up and running around um, that temple for lack of a better word. And so I don't know what she was chanting. I don't know what she was saying, but we are going to find out in the next episode. And I can't wait to see what they're trying to say. And, you know, I'm happy that David is a good sport about all of this. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know that the kids are going to come over. Like, that's the vibe I get. They've put in too much work for them not to. However, we see in the preview that Jordan starts acting up again. Right. So they're looking for him. They can't find him. You know, just a few episodes ago, he did the exact same thing, you know, running amok. Someone needs to sit him down and be like, there's going to be none of this. Like, cut it out. Cut it all the way out. You're 14. You are not the adult. But I think he just felt intimidated. I think he feels scared that, you know, he's going to fail again and let them down again. And, you know, he was 50-50 about going to America in the first place. And now he's like, eh. I don't need all this pressure. I'm not doing all this. So we'll find out. And that was episode five and episode six in a nutshell. And, uh, you know, I love this show. I think it's very entertaining and it's a, it's a refreshing break. Do you know what I mean? It's a refreshing break. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. We will be back tomorrow covering after the 90 days, Lauren and Alexi. We have two shows to catch up on. And then we will also finally do all the single life. So I'll see you guys tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Where is my microphone? That's what's missing. See you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.